Happy Monday. Welcome into Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Meany. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out here on the Mayo Media Network. Like Mayo says, please smash that like button. You have a comment, leave it in a YouTube section. It's one of my favorite days in all of the world. This day, NHL trade deadline day. It is exciting. Course, you're watching, you're probably a hockey fan, so it is exciting times. And you know, a lot of the trades happened last night, so hopefully, we get a couple more that filter through today. Uh, the trade deadline is 3 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to be riding solo with you today. There are eight games to break down. I'm going to bring in Maddie Best a couple times throughout the show, of course, get some picks and some props, and we'll get into prize picks in just a second. But we have Pete Jensen from the NHL Network, who is going to join us on Wednesday to break absolutely everything down from the NHL trade deadline. He'll touch on a couple things throughout this show as well. So stick around for Pete on Wednesday. And like I said, it's just, it's an exciting time. So uh, if you have a question, maybe one of your guys got traded, maybe Taylor Hall's hanging around your waiver wire, Nick Foligno, players like that, that you were wondering if they are good options for you during the stretch run. Some people are playing fantasy hockey playoffs starting today. I know standard leagues have one more week left, but I'm in a couple of leagues where playoffs actually happen today. So I'm going to break all of that down, actually a little bit more on mean streets over at FTN. Uh, it's going to a free show if you want to subscribe over there. But since you're watching the show, if you haven't subscribed, rated, reviewed, all that good stuff, really appreciate it if you can do that. Maybe a couple more eyes on the show with NHL trade deadline. So stick around. Uh, but right now it is time for the prize picks play of the day. Check out the link in the description for a 100% first deposit match of up to $100. Prize picks, you can mix and match across all the sports that you love. I got a couple hockey plays here for you today. Eight games, so lots of options. And if you check out prizepicks.com a little bit later on, you'll see some shot props and some save props in there as well. But a couple fantasy scores here for you. Kyle Connor at 3.6 against the Ottawa Senators and Mitch Marner at four against the Montreal Canadiens. Let's start with Connor. You guys know he's one of my favorites. And of course, the abs are on the board against Arizona. I have no problem taking those guys, but I wanted to mix it up just a little bit. But for the Sens, they've lost four straight, six of seven. I know we talk a lot in this show about how they're competitive. They hang around games. But they've allowed 17 goals in their last four losses. They've lost five of six to the Winnipeg Jets. They just played him the other day, April 5th. Winnipeg won 4-3. Connor had a goal and five shots. He's got three goals against them this season. 18 goals, 39 points in 41 games. Basically a point-per-game guy, averaging 3.2 shots per game as well. So a nice, solid floor there. That's like starting with 1.5 fantasy points. We just need to get to 3.6. He gets a goal, pretty much a given. He's going to have a couple shots. He gets an assist, a couple shots. We can get there as well. Since March 1st, the Senators 5-5 five and five per 60 minutes, according to our friends at Natural Stat Trick top five in every single metric allowed. I mean, besides PK, they have the seventh worst, worst penalty kill in the league, but third in shot attempts, second in shots against, fourth in goals allowed per 62.95, fourth in high danger chances, and fifth in scoring chances. As for Mitch Marner, he's fresh off a four-point game. The Leafs are absolutely rolling. Marner and Matthews are, they're just straight up feeling it. They're having their way with absolutely everybody. Marner's got 18 points in his last 15 games, only four goals over that span, 2.5 shots per goal, but he's got six points in five Five games against the Habs, nine shots and two goals over that span against the Canadians, who have lost three straight, four of five, nine goals allowed in their last two games. Jake Allen hasn't looked all that good. It's not all on him. It's certainly the personnel, especially the blue line for the Canadians, but they lost 5 nothing to the Jets in their last game and 6-3 to the Senators, so they're really struggling. And they've been shorthanded the second most out of anybody in the entire league. They enter with the 24th 
penalty kill. And the Leafs, I know they've struggled lately on the PP, but uh, they can flip the switch just like that. If they're going to get three or four power play opportunities, I'd imagine one or two of them are going to go in the back and the neck. Check out prizepicks.com for the latest. Not going to bring in Eric Young, but I am going to bring in Maddie Best here in just a moment. As I mentioned off the top, it is trade deadline day in the NHL. I really do like this. You can see the smile on my face. I don't know how many deals we're going to see, but we've we've already seen a couple, right? And I'm sure a few more will filter through as the day goes on. Excuse me, but Jeff Carter to the Pens. I like that move, a third and a fourth. Uh, He's going to bring some experience to that team. There's no question. Taylor Hall goes to Boston, and it was pretty cheap. I know Anders Bjork was involved, a second-round pick, and they get Curtis Lazar and Taylor Hall Boston. I saw a great tweet from, uh, I think it's Pete Blackburn of CBS, who said years ago, 2010, when Boston traded away Taylor, or uh, what was it? Yeah, Sagan, Tyler Sagan, for basically nothing. And then now, fast forward 10 years later, and, and they get Taylor Hall for nothing. Of course, those two players linked. But uh, I, th- I think it was a good move. I, I, I know I've been hard on Hall. We all have, I think, on this show. And this is just a good move, I think. You know, get them on the on the cheap and put them around some players who are a lot better than what he was dealing with with the auto with the, the Buffalo Sabres. And then the Leafs made a couple moves. They picked up Dave Riddick. So they got some balance there. I don't think we'll see Frederick Anderson in a Leafs uni at all this year. It's definitely Campbell's job. And then Riddick give him some support. You can get these upgrade over Hutchinson. And then the Nick Felino deal last night. Now I like Nick Felino as a player. He's, you know, you're going to hear this a lot. The grit, the grind, the leadership. Does that translate to goals and wins and success? Um, maybe he's had some success in the postseason. Of course, they beat the Leafs last year and they upset the Bolts a couple years ago. And Felino was a big part of that. I think he's a good fit for Toronto. I think it's exactly what they need. More leadership. Uh, get in there, throw the body around. Uh, he's always going to give 110%. There's no question about that. Uh, but it was a steep price to pay, a first and a fourth. And, you know, you look at Zajac and Paul Mary, and these guys went for cheaper. So let's bring in the Leafs guy, Matty Best. Uh, what do you think about some of the moves, and in particular, Nick Felino? Good fit for Toronto? Yeah, I think the Felino trade is exactly what the Maple Leafs needed. Uh, you look back at the last series between the Blue Jackets and the Leafs, and Felino was talking about how easy it was to play against the Leafs down low. Um, I, I don't think the price was that steep. The 2021 NHL draft is historically going to be, on paper right now, one of the worst drafts talent-wise. Uh, people are projecting that late 2021 first-round picks are the equivalent to a third-ish round pick in a lot of like stronger and more elite drafts. Because really, outside of about the top five in this draft, there's not that much that you can really grab. Uh, I think Felino will slot in well on that second line next to John Tavares. And it's uh, it was interesting seeing San Jose being involved just to soak up that extra salary, taking on a fourth-round pick to do so. I think we'll see more of that in the future. Uh, the Leafs yeah. getting Riddick as well for a third-round pick in the 2022 draft. I think that's a steeper price to pay compared yeah. to the Felino trade. But it's needed insurance. If you're going all-in and pushing all of your chips in, you need to pay up in order to get the guy you want. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Leafs do because Freddie is on LTIR, which means in the playoffs, Freddie can come back and the cap be damned. It really doesn't matter whatsoever. So it'll be nice if Freddie comes back and Jack Campbell's there as well and Campbell keeps the job and Freddie is the incumbent number two then. 
while you don't have to worry about a guy like Michael Hutchison if your one and two injury-prone goaltenders go down. So having Riddick there is uh, is a good call. Touching on the Taylor Hall trade too, what a mess. I don't know how Buffalo pulls the trigger about 15 hours before the actual trade deadline and goes, yeah, this is probably the best I'll get. Let's just fire this away. Uh, the second rounder and Anders Bjork, I mean, I expected at least Jake Studnika in a second from the Bruins. I, when I saw it was the Bruins, I was like, well, Jake's gone and probably a second's gone. Got the second right, but Anders Bjork, and this is no slight on him, but uh, that's not the return you want if you're a Buffalo Sabres fan. I thought they did okay in getting some decent value for Brandon Montour, but I think they did abysmal in getting any value for Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar. Yeah, you think they would wait it out last possible minute, right? Um, I'm sure they could have got a second from somebody. Uh, I thought, you know, the market on him, I thought would, was going to be a little bit sour, but I still am surprised that it was just a second, to your point. I thought maybe, maybe a first. And I know it's been a bad go for Hall over the past couple of years, but look at some of the teams that he's played on, Arizona, Buffalo. Like, you put him on Boston, you put him on that second line, he's going to play with Krejci. They've had Pasternak split up now. Pasternak's actually been pretty quiet since he's been away from Marchand and Bergeron, but those guys are rolling. So maybe you can you can still roll with Bergeron, Marchand, and then Craig Smith. And then all of a sudden you have Pasternak and then Taylor Hall. And I know a lot of people are talking about Felino goals since the, the past couple of years and Taylor Hall goals, and it's more for Felino, but let's – Let's take that with a grain of salt. I mean, Hall is definitely the better player. He can offer more, I think. He's a bit of a pass-first guy. Points per game, goals per game over the past couple of years. It has been Hall over Foligno. Also, and Hall's who, had to deal with some injuries. Who hasn't struggled in Buffalo this year? Exactly. You could put anybody on that team, and they're going to do poorly. I mean, Jack Eichel was close to a point per game, but even then, it's Jack Eichel, too. and he was struggling. Their top and he wasn't even getter, play, they weren't even playing together. No, they were the separated. Time. And Sam Reinhardt's their leading point scorer with 26 points. So, yeah. I mean, you're basically paying the value for Taylor Hall this year instead of paying for his resume, which I think yeah. if you're a Boston uh, Bruins fan, you're happy. You're laughing this whole time. You got to be thrilled. Uh, and they got crushed last night by the Capitals. So they only have a four point lead here. They do have a couple games in hand on the Rangers. Uh, but this is, they're going to be playing, you know, at a lot of high pace, up tempo, high scoring games, I think, from here on out. Uh, we hit the over yesterday at FTM bets. It was only 5.1 or 5.5, rather. It got there in the second period. I think it's like they're not playing today, but I, I think going forward, you know, if you're if you're looking to make a better two and you see the Bruins, just I think you can take the total. <laughs> you could take the over there. I think, you know, until they get maybe Rask back in net, and I don't know when that's gonna happen. This is a team that's really struggling defensively too. I would I would expect them to make a move today, Matt, just to pick up some sort of defenseman. I know a lot of people are in on D. David Savard went early. I thought that was a great deal for the Bolts. Like the Bolts, in my opinion, are still uh, the team to beat. Um, they're going to get Kucherov back. David Savard on the blue line is just such a nice, like, what are they going to put him on the third pair? Like, my goodness. Uh, so I, I, Braden Coburn just went, it's a nice little pickup by the Islanders. So I think we'll see, I think we'll see Boston maybe try to shape up that D just a little bit, but the totals may be the play there. Uh, we'll get into, we'll get into today. Uh, we'll revisit anything that pops up here in the next 30 minutes or so. But like I said, Pete Jensen will join us on Wednesday and we'll break it all down. And I'll be talking about it from a fantasy standpoint 
over at Mean Streets. You can subscribe over at the FTN YouTube page. It's an absolutely free show. So if you're a hockey fan, you want to dive into that, and I'll have some fantasy hockey, just dive into the schedule, fantasy hockey playoff schedule over the next couple weeks. Lots of games, though. We're only about a month in. I, I thought the Riddick price was, was steep as well, but you're right. I mean, you got to have insurance. There's a lot of question marks in goal. There's been some injury history with a lot of the, a lot of the Leafs goalies that you have there. So if you're going to make a run and then all of a sudden Hutchinson's going to be your, I don't know, say Campbell goes down, you can't have Hutchinson. You're not going to be able to go on a serious run with Hutchinson. So it's crazy. I know a lot of Leafs fans, obviously north of the border, I'm in a few chat groups, and some of them are a little ticked off with the Riddick deal, you know, paying the third, and you may not even, may only play a couple games, get a quarantine and all that. But maybe in the long run, it's going to be a deal that, that pays off for Toronto. Let's talk about today. There's eight games. Let's lead off with uh, heavy favorites here. The Carolina Hurricanes, minus 375. They've been quiet. They haven't done anything. I don't really think they need to do a whole lot here at the deadline. They're 17-23 against the spread. 5.5 is the total, plus 300 for Detroit. They play them pretty close, man, pretty tight. Uh, the season series is at 3-3. These two teams just played the other day. I thought, you know, Carolina would be an interesting puck line play. And Detroit came back, and they beat them in overtime. So I'm just going to stay away from this game. I don't think there's any reason to go either way. I mean, you want to have an upset plus 300 is not bad. Maybe you take D Detroit in the puck line, but there's eight games here. I don't think we need to really mess around. Maddie, you and I were talking before with shot props. You said you're an Aho guy. I'm a Sveshnikov guy. Both of these guys hit. I have no problem with either or if you want to get involved with those guys. There's usually some plus money players to to get involved, but it can go either way. There's so many different, like Trocek sometimes is plus money. Natchez is plus money. Sometimes they'll hit four and five. Other times they don't have any shots. There's a lot of inconsistencies in their games from a shot prop standpoint. So these guys aren't my favorite, Aho or Sveshnikov, but uh, I have no problem if you're looking for, you know, a ton of shot props. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, if I'm going to do anything in this game, it's Aho, Svechnikov, or Natchez for a shot prop. It'll all depend what line I honestly think is better, closer to puck drop. I won't be touching the money line on this. I don't think we need to get cute with it whatsoever. Uh, I've watched a bunch of these two games because I've kept a close eye on the Central Division. Detroit plays Carolina incredibly close, like you were saying, and I think it's because Carolina just dumbs down how they play against the Red Wings. They slow down completely, they don't have that blazing neutral zone speed, and uh, they just don't look like the dominant Hurricanes against the Red Wings. Nothing to worry about, though, if you are a Canes fan, because they will show up in the playoffs and you will be just fine, but from a betting perspective, I'm staying the hell away from this one. Yeah, I'm really rooting for the Hurricanes to go on a, a nice, solid run here. I know we talked about them at the beginning of the show, I think, like, plus 400 to win the division, the Central. They ha are tied with Tampa, game in hand, 58 points. Florida's right behind them, too, but they played two more games, 56 points, and I still think they're a strong cup contender. I know we talked about them 10-1. to 1. I think you can get them, again, using our free prop shop over at ftnbets.com. You get the best possible odds. I think you still get them 10-1, to 8-1. Yeah, I'll just move on here. If Alex and Delkovich plays, I feel a lot better the, with Carolina. I know Morazic's been okay. He had this. He struggled against Detroit, but Nadelkovich has just been so rock solid uh, for a long time. It's been a large sample size, and he shut out the Panthers uh, in his last outing. 
All right, we'll move on to Leafs and Habs. Uh, Leafs here minus 141 on the money line. I like them. Uh, I like them tonight. I think that's a good price. As I mentioned off the top, the Canadians are just struggling. The effort is always going to be there for Montreal. They're a strong 5-5 team. Even getting beat by the Jets 5-0, I thought they played a decent game. Like 5-5, they controlled the puck. They controlled most of the shots. Uh, they were a little slow in the second period. That was their weak period, but they came on strong. I think the Jets, didn't, they didn't get their first shot until about 12 minutes into the first period. So from a five and five standpoint, we've talked about that a lot. Uh, at least I have. They're a strong team. But when it comes to special teams, I mentioned the PK is 24th. Uh, the Leafs power play has struggled lately, but uh, you give them three or four chances, then it's just game, it's game over. And that's where Toronto has gotten the better of Montreal this, this year is, is certainly the special teams. Campbell's been great. He's on the run. He set the NHL record, uh, 11 straight wins. And we're going to get Jake Campbell or uh, Jake Allen again. You know, Allen's been fine. It's it's the defense. And honestly, like, it's it's very tough to watch the Habs defense. They're treating Shea Weber as still a top defenseman. And it was funny watching. And Matt, I don't know if you noticed this, but when the Habs played the Leafs the other night, Descharm was content. And what he wanted was Matthews, was Shea Weber and Joel Edmondson up against the Matthews line. And the Leafs wanted that too. And if you're Montreal, you should want maybe Jeff Petrie, somebody a little bit mobile more mobile than than Weber to be able to try to contain and keep up with Matthews and keep up with Marner and I noticed this morning some line juggling on the blue line which is something that I wanted to see so they got a puck moving defenseman in Kulak a little bit more of a skater with Weber they got Edmondson and Petrie back together so it's about time they split that up but I can't get behind the Habs here from uh, a money line standpoint. I'm not going to put my money. I think this is a good price. Matt, I'll bring you in. I know you're going to feel me on this. Uh, but the Leafs on the money line, this is a team that's just rolling. I think this is a pretty solid price to get them. Yeah, I definitely thought the Leafs were going to be at least minus 170 going into this. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the line inflated, to be quite honest with you. I can't pay plus 123 for the Habs right now. Uh, if they were facing the Canucks and they were plus 123 or the Flames and they were plus 123, then sure. Uh, but I don't like the puck line for the Leafs. I don't think they're going to whoop them because the Leafs have a problem playing the Habs and they have a problem playing the Sens and they just end up being very tight games. Minus 141 on the money line, though, I will take. Who are you feeling for shot props here? I'm probably just going to go back to Toffoli for the Canadians. And then for the Leafs, I am not a fan of taking any Leafs on the shot prop side of things anymore. It just feels like Marner will show up for four games and then completely yeah. disappear shooting. Matthews, I feel like since he's come back from his wrist injury, has been more solid, but I still don't want to pay the juice on that. And we were talking before the show, John Tavares is just not fun to take as a shot prop guy whatsoever. I know. No, he's not. Uh, I couldn't believe it. He, I think he hit the over in, in just about every game against the Sens before the other night. And they had the six goals and he had zero shots. It's like, did he even show up? Did he even play? I like to fully. Yeah, for sure. There's no question. Uh, again, prop shop, ftmbets.com, William Hill Sportsbook, minus 135 for Tyler Toffoli, over two and a half. Um, I, I like Matthews. I don't mind going to him here. Five shots, five, four, three, and eight over his past five games. He's he went through that that stretch with the wrist. It's clearly bothering him because every other moment he's just lighting everybody up. I mean, he's coming off the hat trick. He's got man, look at this run that he's on. He's got seven goals 
over a four-game goal streak, and he's got eight, nine, ten goals over his last eight games. My goodness. Um, anytime goal, sure. Uh, I always say that to the FTN subscribers. If you want to take Ovechkin, Matthews, anytime goal, I, I will never hate it. But I'll take Matthews on the shots here. Minus 125, William Hill is not bad for three and a half. I like that. And then to Foley. Yeah, I get, I'm going to get behind the Leafs here. And I actually do like the, the under. Uh, we got it the other day. Three, there was a three-two final. The total here is at six. If it's Campbell, right? Habs are not scoring. So, and as much as I ripped on the defense and Allen, like it's not all him. So I, I don't mind the under, but Toronto is is certainly the play for me. I don't think there's uh, much of anything else to add. I think you know I mentioned Marner as the prize picks guy, but um, you can pick Matthews too. I don't mind it. Uh, Winnipeg in here against Ottawa. Plus 155, Jets minus 182. Yeah, last night I bet the Jets at minus 170. So this is another one that will probably get up to minus 190. 30 and 11 against the spread. Winnipeg 24 and 18 for um, the Sens. Not getting anything confirmation. This could be a day where they give Connor Hellebuck some, some rest. That would concern me a little bit with the bet I made last night, but I still think the Jets are, are going to win this game. I like I lean to the under here on the total at six. Uh, we could see Matt Murray back. I know he's not great, but these two teams, the Jets have had their way with the Sens. Uh, I've said that off the top, five of six, but a lot of them have been under too. Sens have actually played, despite the Saturday game, they played to a lot of unders, and so have the Jets because Hellebuck has just been so strong. But I will put Winnipeg in here. I You can include him in, in two uh, parlays, I believe. I don't know if I'd go as high as, like, seeing minus 182 is fine. Like, minus 185, is, I'm like, that's pushing it. But you can include him into a parlay, get them into the Toronto one. I think if Hellebuck does play, you can get involved with the puck line if you want to. But I like Kyle Connor here. No surprise, minus 162, two and a half. Uh, that's all I'm going to do for that one. Matty, any, any thoughts? Uh, Kyle Connor will be my guy here for sure. Not taking any other shot props in this game. Um, you're you're absolutely right though. If Hellebuck does play, I will jump all over that uh, Jets puck line. But if Hellebuck doesn't play, I will probably just mix in the Jets here and there on some uh, money line parlays. Yeah, giddy up. Yeah, Jets are gonna win that. They're just they're all business right now. And we said the Senators are struggling. There's a good story. Nice young players. They're competing, but uh, it's this is the time of the year where you're going to see those teams who have just com- been competing and surprising here and there just get, you know, stomped on. Uh, St. Louis and Minnesota, speaking of stomped on, my goodness, we debated for felt like way too long on Friday, and the Blues won 9-1, 9-1. And I think the reason I was debating forever is, yeah, they've been a frustrating team, St. Louis. They've been completely frustrating to bet on this year. You don't know what team is going to show up. But what we had said on Friday, the reason that I don't want to speak for you, Matt, and I don't want to speak for Cam. The reason that I was so torn on the Blues is because I look at this team on paper and I look at them a couple years ago when they were the worst team in the league and they went on to win the Stanley Cup, that they have the ability to flip that switch. I mean, look at the guys that they have on this team and there's a ton of experience, Ryan O'Reilly, and then they beat them the other night, the 3-2. It was a back-to-back. They won both games, a 3-2 overtime. O'Reilly had that nice backhand goal. There's a couple seconds left. O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Schwartz, Perron. These guys have the ability, Shen, to just turn it up. And it is absolutely go time. You and I chatted before we got on. And I think I brought this up. I'm just bringing it back up on Friday. The Blues schedule. It's tough. 
it is extremely tough the rest of the way. So Minnesota tonight, then Colorado, a break with Arizona, then Colorado, 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 then Minnesota, 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 Minnesota. Like this is crazy. They are going to play the wild here three, four, five, six, seven times in a span of 12 games. So this is, this is playoff hockey for these two teams. And I expect the blues to get in. I know I was just back and forth on them last week with Arizona. I know the schedule is very, really tough. This is a game, honestly, I probably won't bet. And I, there's just so many games. There's so many spots here to get involved that I'm just going to shy away. If I had to pick a side, as much as I'm talking up the Blues here and the ability to turn on the switch, I think Minnesota in a potential bounce back spot here just because of what they've done at home this year. They're 14-4 and four at home. Only the Islanders have fewer home losses than the Wild this season. Actually, the Pens, too. 16-3-1. The Islanders are 18-2-2. Two at home. Remarkable. Uh, stay away from me, Matt. I'm not going to get involved. What do you think? Yeah, it's a stay away from me too. I, I have no need to bet this game. This feels like the Red Wings and Hurricanes to me. I just, I don't care to bet it. This will probably be a pretty fun game to watch as well. Yes. Uh, the one thing I was looking at though, is the schedule for the Arizona Coyotes who are hot on the Blues tail right now. The Coyotes soft. have three against the Sharks and three against the Kings. But the Coyotes have also choked away their last three games in a row while the Blues have won their last three in a row. Like you said, the Blues have this just intangible about them where they can flip on the switch and go for a run. And it's probably because they have all those vets in the room. It will all boil down to one guy and one guy only, and that's Jordan Bennington. If he can backstop just semi-averagely, then I think the Blues can squeak their way into the playoffs. I feel like he's their win condition right now. Uh, so over on DraftKings and sites like that, I will be playing a lot of Jordan Bennington for the next couple of weeks as just like a one-off GPP play because I don't think a lot of people believe in him still. Yeah, that's a good call, actually. And he's looked like the Bennington of old uh, for a couple games. You mentioned the 50-save performance against Vegas. Maybe that was it. Maybe that's the time. And, you know, <clears throat> we had Nick Alberga on here that time, and that's what he has said. Remember, he was talking about how they were just going through the motions, and I bought into that. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe they're not. Like, I still think they have issues on the blue line, but they're getting some healthy bodies back. Like, Pareko is huge. I still think, like, using losing Petrangelo, obviously not breaking any news here, is a huge loss. I mean, that guy just ate so many minutes for them. Top minutes, top power play time, PK time. He did so much for their blue line. Maybe it's just a huge adjustment period uh, for him. I got some no points here on the way out too. I'm going to make a note here. The, the zero points have been really good over at FTN. We're almost at the century mark for units. And a big reason why this past weekend was just picking guys to have no points. And since we were on the wild, I'll just bring one up right now. I still think he, he should be on the board. Yeah. Joel Erickson Eck. I like this guy. I think he's a strong two way forward, but he's minus 125 for zero points. I've been hammering that one quite often. Um, I have no problem like laying some juice down on that one. Watch him get a point now because I'm bringing it up, I think, for the first time on the show. But I, I know if you look at the back of the hockey card and you see a couple points here and there, but, you know, 13 minutes he played the other day against the Blues. He's not a huge volume shooter. Uh, he doesn't get on that first power play unit. He was on it for a bit, but Bukestad took that spot. Uh, it, yeah, zero points for, for Joel Erickson Eck. Might be one of my favorite plays on the board. Uh, minus 125. So you don't even have to bet this game. Just take Eric Snack for zero points. I like the guy, like I said, but 
Uh, he's not a big point producer. Chicago and Columbus in here. The Blue Jackets at home, plus 105, 21 and 22 against the spread, 15, 20 and 8. Uh, their playoff hopes just, I guess, they're done. They're gone. They just traded away their captain. They traded away David Savard. They're probably going to trade away another guy. Uh, before to today, three Eastern Chicago minus 122, 23 and 19. I like the Blackhawks here. I'll bet them. I'm, I'm fine with Chicago. I know a little hesitant maybe to to pick a team like Chicago has been uh, inconsistent, a 500 hockey team, five and five in their last 10. They're four back of a playoff spot. The Preds continue to roll eight and two in their last 10 and they won again last night. But I think we'll see a strong effort here from Chicago and Columbus two seven and one in their last 10 games, 38 points. Like I said, they're just uh it looks like their season's absolutely over. Maybe this is the end for John Tortorella. Who knows? Maybe Patrick Laine is traded by the end of the day. I mean, who knows what is going to happen here? Uh, not in, I'm not interested in any shot props from this game or Matt. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, my computer decided to just take a shit for lack of a better term. Uh, <laughs> the Blackhawks money line minus 125. And the puck line being plus 190, Ooh. that is one of the most attractive puck lines for me. Uh, I think okay. that puck line should be probably around plus 150, plus 130, around there. But the Blue Jackets, it's not like they're being disrespected. They're just bad. They're not a yeah. good hockey team whatsoever. I'll be all over the Blackhawks money line. I'll be all over the Blackhawks puck line. And uh, I'll be on Debrinket shots as well. Yeah, I like Debrinket. Let's see, we're, like, we're, sometimes he's two and a half. Sometimes he's a really good price. Other times he's juiced up. Two and a half, William Hill, minus 145. That's not bad. You know, DK has him at 152. Yeah, that's, on that one. that's what I'll take. I don't like taking Dabrinkat when he's three and a half. Uh, mm. I haven't been a fan of taking Kane this year at three and a half. Dabrinkat's yeah, been my guy. Kirby Doc, though, I've seen him sit at one and a half on some sites for a decent price around like minus 120. What do you think of Doc at that price for just two shots? Yeah, two shots. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, sometimes when you see one and a half, they're they're up at like minus one eighty or minus one ninety. Sometimes with two hundred, it's like why don't you just put him at two point five? But yeah, I like Doc. I mean, he's he's getting heavy minutes. He's he's been playing with the Brinkat and with Kane, which is a huge plus. He's got points in two of his last three and four of his last six, and he's been hitting the shots right two one four one four one. So obviously, there's a reason he's one and a half. But there's some upside there. It's a good price. Don't mind that. I really like the Brinkat, though. I think that's a good call by you. Here to get him on the on the board. The shots three, four, four, five. Yeah, we were picking this guy earlier, and then he got up to three and a half, and I had to stay away from him. But I definitely don't mind that. Colorado and Arizona, the Avs, heavy, heavy favorites, played last night. Took him on the puck line. I had to sweat it out for a bit. It was one nothing forever. Then it was 2 nothing. I was like, yes. And then 2-1. And then next, I flicked away. I flipped back and it was 4-1. But we are going to get Grubauer in net tonight. I don't know, man. I can't bet it. It's, it's either puck line or not. Like, I'm not going to pick Arizona. I think we just continue to ride out these shot prop guys. I know it's probably annoying to hear, but I guess if you've been betting them, you've been successful. I know you were on Mayo Media Network yesterday, Matt, talking up McKinnon, who's done it in every single game against the Ducks. He did it yesterday. McKinnon, Rantanen, these guys continue. You can get McKinnon at minus 145, William Hill, three and a half. And then you can get uh, Rantanen minus 169, two and a half. So that's pushing it. But if you include him into parlays, it's not so bad. 
Um, you know, he's minus 182 DK, but minus 169. I think you jump on it now before it just gets too out of hand. But yesterday, William Hill, he was minus 160. Brandon and McKinnon have just been so darn good to us this season. Uh, zero points. There's a zero point guy here. And I think there's Christian Dvorak. Ah, he's up to minus 162. That was a good run. He was minus 130 last time he played the Avs for zero points. I won't put him into the board. Matt, what are you doing here? Are you picking puck line or are you just fade passing or getting involved in the shot props? I have a very stern rule that I play with myself where if a team is minus on the puck line, I will not <laughs> take them. And the Avs are a minus here. I'm digging up a few shot prop stats on McKinnon here. And in one, two, three, four, five, six games played against the Coyotes this year, he's missed the mark three times, his three Ooh. and a half prop. But that's also inflated because people will look at his average shots per game against the Coyotes. That's because he had that 10-shot game against them, a 7-shot game against them, and an 8-shot game against them. But on the flip side, he had a 2-shot, a 2-shot, and a 3-shot. So Mac here isn't as much of a lock as he was against the Ducks. I'll probably go to Rantanen because Rantanen has just been consistent throughout and has just hovered around like that 3.5-ish mark or that around 3 to 3.5 mark of shots per game this year. Uh, I'll go with him. I, I just I need to feel a hundred percent certain in a guy when I'm taking an over on three and a half. I can't just be kind of gambling it. And uh, by the looks of it, it's it's not a safe bet for me. But he could go out and spin ten shots. We know this. He's that kind of player. Yeah, we wouldn't be surprised. No, it's a good call. If you want to pick one of the two, I, it definitely is Rand. And Randon has been my go-to all year. I mean, I bet him every time. Like every game this year, I bet him. Um, and he hits more times than not. So I'm just going to continue to ride that out. I'm still shocked that he's never been at three and a half. Like I know Fandles had him at three. I know he was at three and a half for a moment. But for the most part, this guy has just been uh, two and a half and it's been fun. Vegas and LA in here next. The Kings plus 160. The Golden Knights minus 190. 17 23 against the spread. 27 11 and 2. Vegas on the year. The total here is 5.5. 16 18 and 6. Vegas won last night. I believe that is a shutout there from Flurry. So we're going to see Robin Leonard. I like Vegas again tonight, but I think the under here is in play for me. 5.5. Golden Knights play to a lot of unders. Like when you think that they're, they, they should score four or five goals, they, they just don't. And they don't give up a whole lot. So I like Vegas and the under, you know, Max Patch already had the big night there. He's shooting the puck a little bit more lately. Uh, he's still not scoring. Uh, Marcia so did not hit yesterday, but I have no problem going back to here. I'm minus 135, two and a half. I'm actually going to fade Dustin Brown. I thought about maybe coming in here with the under on Brown. He's been a bit inconsistent lately. I know he's been a guy that we've gone to a lot this year, but I'm just going to shy away from that altogether. I'm going to take Vegas and the under. And then the final game here, Anaheim and San Jose. The Sharks. Oh, my goodness. Minus 190. I don't know if we've seen this before with SJ Sharkies. 24 and 16. <clears throat> they were good to us on Friday. Beat the Kings. I was thinking about Cam when LA took the early lead. Um, we, we did get that, right? Yeah, we got that. Uh, Timo Meyer and company. Um, I like Meyer as a shot prop guy. He's got three shots. Three, seven, one, eight, one, and seven three, three, four. So he is hit in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of his last 10 games, Timo Meyer. And this is what I expect from Timo Meyer. A couple years ago, he had the breakout season, 30 goals, volume shooter. Uh, last year was a struggle. This year has been a struggle as well, but it's been better lately since hurdles been into the lineup. Those two are clicking. 
He only has eight goals in the year. 116 shots, though. You can get him, William Hill, minus 149. I don't think I can put my money down on the Sharks at minus 190. I may include him in maybe like a big four-game parlay or something like that. I'll never pick them on the puck line. And I'm not interested in the Anaheim Ducks whatsoever, uh, plus 163. And I don't know, am I wrong here, Matt? Are you interested? No, I'm staying the hell away from the Sharks at minus 190. The Ducks at plus 163 isn't enough. Uh, I'd need over plus 200 to take the Ducks and feel any bit of confidence in them whatsoever. I might take the Ducks on the puck line just because I feel like that might be a semi-attractive play. But other than that, I really like your Meyer shot prop call. Uh, He was part of the reason you did so well on the Friday show. There's one guy who did burn you, and I'm excited to see your reaction. Unless you already (laughs) know who it was. Uh, No, I don't. We'll get it in a minute. Um, Was it a go-to? Was it one of my faves? Oh, yeah. Did the Habs play on Friday? They did not. It was an old. Tyler Toffoli burned me on Saturday. Yeah, he got me too. That wasn't nice of him. Uh, It was an old reliable for sure, and he's kind of started slipping. It, it was a Dustin Brown. It was Dustin Brown. Yeah, it's the same. Like, can't bet him. Can't bet Brown. And I was going to come in here with the uh, with the under on Brown. I was really thinking it, but the odds are not good enough. Yeah, old reliable has not been reliable. Uh, two zero four five three one one. So like fifty percent. Like fifty percent is okay. But this was a guy who had gone fourteen straight games at one point with at least three shots. He gets a lot of ice time. I don't, I'm not going to him. I'm leaving him off the board. There's just too much uh, to get involved with here. All right, you uh, recap what we did on Friday, and I'm going to find some zero-point guys here that I like on the way out. <laughs> okay. I'm on a zero-point train. I like I it. I like it. Uh, all right, for your picks, you missed on the Caps puck line. You hit the Pittsburgh money line. The Islanders under you hit. The Minnesota under you missed as well. I mean, the Blues just came out firing. Uh, two and two on Friday brings your record to one thirteen and seventy two for your picks. Not too shabby at all. Shot props, a great night. Five and one. Ovi hit. Crosby hit. Rantanen hit. Marchessault went through the roof and hit. Timo Meyer hit. And Dustin Brown fucked ya. Five and one. Uh, fifty two and twenty three on the year. Uh, I will. I, I think if you're a fan of the show, you just close your eyes and tail the shot props every single show. Like, I think you've only had one losing week on shot props since we've started, like, tracking them. I'm almost certain. I could be wrong. The shot props, um, the shot props have been really good all year. Um, yeah, I mean, not trying to toot my horn here, but for any FTN subscribers who have been hanging out with us over the past little bit and ftnbets.com slash pricing, use the promo code mean to get you a discount. We'll be getting picks all the way up until... Uh, that cup is raised 50 units on just props alone. And most of that is shot props lately, some zero points, a couple first goals in there as well. Uh, but up to uh, 97 units on the season. So yeah, well, let's just start with shot props. Um, we'll just have some fun here. I'd like Timo Meyer at two and a half. I like Tyler Toffoli two and a half Rantanen two and a half. Um, I will go to Austin Matthews three and a half feeling them. Um, he's just going to continue to shoot. He's playing just at, with so much confidence right now. Um, those are my, what did that, did I include Connor? Let's go Meyer to Foley, Connor, Rantanen, Matthews. Those are five. If you want more, I'm probably going to have a good 10 over at ftmbets.com. But some of them that I've talked throughout the show, I have no problem going to Marcia. So, um, 
you bring up a good point with Nate McKinnon. I will have him on my board, uh, but he's not inside the top five. So just maybe just go with those five mix and match parlays. I like to go, I like to have one with four on a ticket. I like to do two on a ticket and just kind of mix and match all of them. Uh, you can build a nice little bankroll that way and just having two, like maybe a Toffoli and a Meyer or a Rantanen and uh, a Connor or just mix and match kind of that way. Um, for the, for the teams that I like tonight, whew, I like the Leafs. I like the Leafs, the Jets and Vegas. Those are kind of heavy favorites, not so much the Leafs, but the Jets and the Golden Knights are heavy favorites uh, tonight. But I think that's a, a strong parlay. Those three teams involved. I like the Blackhawks. I like the under in Montreal and Toronto, and I like the under in Vegas. Yeah. I like the under in Vegas and LA is, you know, I like the sharks guys, but you don't want to put them on the money line at near minus 200. If you want to include them in a parlay, that's fine. Uh, Carolina staying away, but if it is Nadelkovich, I will lean with the under in that Carolina and Detroit game. Uh, that's a whole lot of picks for you guys. Any questions, hit me up at Chris Meany. Leave the comment there in uh, the YouTube section. But as Matty said, the shot props have been good. Matt uh, had a great day yesterday at Mayo Media Network, nailing shot props. Uh, so I think that's really the way to go when you see some teams like the Avs minus 400, the, the Hurricanes minus 400. You can take them on the puck line if you want. I would lean Colorado more so than Carolina on that puck line. But that's it. For the no points, I'll probably put five or six, honestly, in our FTN bet tracker, but there's a couple here that I like. Uh, Jonathan Duran, minus 139. This guy's got one goal in his last 35 hockey games. He's not getting a point. Um, minus 139, zero points. Mantha, minus 150, zero points. Erickson Eck, minus uh, 125, zero points. Drew Doughty, minus 130, zero points. Patrick Linus scored the other night. I do not care. Minus 139, zero points. And there's like a couple others uh, that I like. It is a different feeling to pick somebody zero points when you're watching a hockey game and they're on the power play or they get the puck on their stick. It is, uh, it's, it's more of a sweat. It is crazy. Uh, if you're looking for maybe some two-point guys, you take a look at the Colorado guys, right? Rantanen's plus money for a two-point night. Uh, McKinnon, these guys, it's tough to get two points. understand that, but plus 160, for Ranton and a two-point night, McKinnon plus 130 for a two-point night. You can have some fun with some of these zero points and two-point nights. Uh, one point is always juiced up. There's nothing there. That's it. We missed Eric Young a little bit, but Maddie, uh, you killed it. As always, appreciate you. Uh, again, we'll be back on Wednesday with Pete Jensen. We'll talk about this trade deadline. If you're looking for some more trade deadline stuff today, check out Mean Streets. And if you're looking for a subscription, ftmbets.com slash pricing. Use that promo code Mayo, Meanie. It's all good either way. Thanks so much for taking the time to hang out. Good luck. We'll be back on Wednesday. Cheers.